So what I was saying before is that I read something the other day that having a podcast is the lower back tattoo of our generation. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that makes me feel... I don't know how that makes me feel. I think it means you need a lower back tattoo. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway. You cannot play God then wash your hands the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes and you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, uh, where we, your co-hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, uh, take you through the reimagined sci-fi series episode by episode. Uh, This week we are covering the weird movie between season three and four uh, that actually works a little better between season two and three, uh, Razor. And we're also welcoming our new co-host, Kaylee. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Longtime BSG fan, first time podcaster. Yes. Yes, which is really exciting uh, because this was mine and Melia's first podcast too. So just circle of life. Uh, so <laughs> Kaylee and I met through the buffering community, mm-hmm. which means that your um, Buffy references are going to increase like a lot. They're they're about to skyrocket. Yeah. And we're just no going to feed each other. Yeah, exactly. And there's no Melia and Tom to butt in. <laughs> Actually, one of our listeners suggested that perhaps we need like a Buffy swear jar. Like Ooh. every time we listen to Buff, we mention Buffy. We okay. have to put like a dollar away. We're gonna um, we're gonna have a lot of beer money. <laughs> so much beer money, <laughs> or, or like give it to a charity or something. That's nice too. I, I guess. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the Patreon and like uh, and the swear jar will just balance each other out in the end. <laughs> um, speaking of Patreon, uh, thank you so much to everybody who has jumped on and supported us. Um, we acknowledge the goodies that we promised you, and they shall be coming. Um, we also appreciate your patience as we get used to each other um, and also work out how to actually produce a podcast. Without producer Tom. Without producer Tom. <laughs> so we're really missing you, producer Tom, <laughs> and also, of course, Melia. Um, and just before we get started, I just wanted to uh, dedicate this episode to our patron, Patreon, Patreon, I'm not sure how that works, uh, Steve Supersonic Jeffrey. Uh, he supports us at the kernel level, and he therefore gets an episode of his choice dedicated to him, and he cho- chose the weird movie episode. Also, I'm really drugged up on painkillers <laughs> right now, so for this episode, Kaylee is going to be drinking beer, and I am going to be high on pseudoephrogen. It's going to be great. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> we are drinking random, or I am drinking a random IPA. Yeah. We had Raging Bitch Beer in honor of Admiral Kane for our rewatch that we did on Twitter. Yeah. Um, couldn't find it again. Couldn't find it again. So we have uh, Peak and Hazy Little Thing IPA. They're both very delicious. Yes. Um, That's what's important. Cool. So tell us about this episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, episodes slash movie. Episodes slash movie. Yeah, so you mentioned this aired between season three and four. It aired on TV and it screened in some theaters, which I'm so jealous of that experience. Um, It was directed by, um, there's accents in this name, so I'm sure I have it wrong, Felix Alsala. And written by Michael Taylor, who both did multiple episodes in season three. But this will be your time, your first time seeing their work. Yeah, not sure how I feel about it. It's a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. It's a it's a weird little piece of the BSG universe. Mm-hmm. But I kind of love it. Um, all right, should we get into our first beat by beat? Yes, let's Yay. do it. Okay, so um, we start with 
this voiceover of Kendra Shaw talking and we see clips from previous episodes, the Pegasus series of episodes. Yes. Jarring accent. Like, I'm saying this is an Australian, so I'm allowed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's just, it's so much. I don't know if foreigners feel this way, but like me hearing an Australian accent, I always find it really jarring. Like jarring in a bad way? In a bad way. Okay. Like, I, it's <laughs> hating on my own people Americans, here. I think I speak for all Americans. For all of we <laughs> really love the Australian <laughs> accent. We find it very charming. Okay, um. great. Because like for me, I'm just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, and yeah, you thought it was Lucy Lawless at first. I would thought it might have been. And with her weird like New Zealand American, I don't know what she's doing. It accent. was a weird pseudo British. Yeah, I don't, yep, know. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so we've got this, these also images of this knife dragging across the skin it's very dramatic mm-hmm. um very faith yeah Buffy Swedger. <laughs> um and then we cut to the it's sort of present day um and apollo is about to give this very inspiring speech to his new pegasus crew apollo if there's one word to describe apollo i would definitely use the word inspiring oh for sure yeah i just i've got a picture of him like above my bed that i look is at every morning shirtless <laughs> of course <Always. laughs> no shirtless apollo in this episode no he's very cloaked yeah. now that he's a commander yes is maybe he a commander i don't know what he is i don't remember i don't know it's something that his daddy handed him the keys to <laughs> Um, so he he delivers this speech and he's very proud um, to bring, you know, pride back to Pegasus. And he says, duty, honor and service have been in short supply on this ship, which yeah. just like it's way like to immediately <laughs> make friends, fully reduce the yeah. experiences of everyone on the ship yeah. now. Yeah. How to make friends and influence people. Totally, totally. Um, and meanwhile, Kendra, w- who we don't know yet, is listening to this speech in the kitchen mm-hmm. and she... Everyone leaves the kitchen very suddenly, and she grabs her jar of drugs, mm-hmm. which is just sitting standard in the pantry, just yep. out. Just I mean, it's probably a good place to hide it. S- yeah, that you know, there's so much food that yeah. uh, oh, people no are even bother looking, never at, a looking jar. at the random black jar. Yeah, and then she sticks those drugs right in her neck. Yeah, and who does that? That is Kendra Shaw. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> oh, who? Drugs <laughs> <laughs> in her neck. Like it's Kendra, silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Uh, drug drug using <laughs> BBBSG <laughs> fans. <laughs> let us know. Um, please let us know if you ever stuck a needle in your neck. Well, maybe people in the medical community. I don't know. I had an injection in my back one time, but I've never seen it in the neck. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I've never even. Hit. I've never seen that in. W- maybe it's space drugs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's like some kind of like weird standards law that you can't like inject in your Ooh. arm in a film. I don't know. You I might feel be like right you guys about have that. Really, really strict rules around these things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, she's doing this while she's flashing. We get our first flashback to the incident on the Scylla. Yes, yeah, so many flashbacks. So many flashbacks on flashbacks on flashbacks in this episode. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah. So Kendra gets called to Apollo's quarters, and she's coming in. There's this very intense look between Kendra and Starbuck mm-hmm. as she's entering the room. Like they just have this amazing "we're gonna have beef in this episode" moment. Yeah, or sex, but unfortunately, <sighs> it is the first one. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. We really ship for those who what listen watched along with us on twitter we really ship starbuck and kendra like there is like yeah really hard yeah (laughs) 
great. Anyway. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time we actually get our main character's name, Lieutenant Kendra Shaw. Um, and she kind of instantly goes into this flashback of her first day on Pegasus, mm. uh, which was 10 months ago. Worst um, first day ever, <laughs> by the way. Worst first day ever. Uh, and so we've already kind of heard this story previously, um, but mm. we've got the Pegasus at this like docking station. Um, and it made me kind of wonder like, what were the battle stars doing for the 40 years of peacetime? Like, are there, is there yeah need for the military between the colonies? Is there just full peace between all of them? It seems like it's just all one big branch of military for everyone. It's interesting. Yeah, it does seem like. I mean, I'm sure that our listeners will tell us because they seem to know <laughs> these things really well. It does seem like, I think it's that whole thing. Like I always said, like we would only band together on Earth if there was an alien invasion. Very I think true. it's the same for artificial intelligence. Like they're probably like at this point not particularly concerned with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that does, I- it does indicate there's difference between the colonies, but there's probably like the greater enemy thing. Um, yeah, just patrolling around. Just flying around. Yeah. Checking for Cylons. But yeah. you've got this first generation of people serving who never even lived during the yeah. first Cylon War. So. For sure. I mean, it's like after the Cold War, although you guys seem to find a lot of wars to go into. Hey, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> My taxpayer dollars are paying for that. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Aren't you glad to be here? <laughs> um, so Kendra's lost on the ship. She meets... Uh, the Dirty Blonde Six, um, oh, aka Gina Invier, which uh, she calls out immediately as being old Geminis for mm. resurrection because Kendra is a lapsed classics major, which is a Standard. hilarious little bit of information. Yeah, very uh, random. So this six's name is literally Gina Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> as again, Battlestar with the heavy handed. Um, what? No, they're very subtle. Oh, so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she finally finds the CIC. She meets Kane. Kane is not having her from the first moment. Uh, talks about her mom pulling some strings to get her the job. Her dead mother. Her dead mother, which we find out she died of cancer and was important enough for that to be in the papers. Yeah. Um, and so there is an extended scene, and I did some digging into the extended scenes because I'm extra. Um, <laughs> we find out that her mom was a quorum delegate. So she was one of the representatives of one of the 12 colonies. Oh, cool. So she's a Diplo brat, basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and Kane to her raging like bitch name already. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, your mom died, but I'm feeling sorrier for myself that you're on my ship. Like, it's <laughs> the harshest burn. <laughs> but so then harsh. Kendra leaves and she's like, oh, that was my little mid-morning snack. So we see that she does have a sense of humor. Mm. Like, she's this mean because she enjoys it. Mm-hmm. It's She's not all serious all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do also want to take this moment to mention that the doors to the Pegasus CIC are ridiculous. The whole wall has to open we for anyone to <laughs> enter or exit the room. And just strategically, it seems like a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess they didn't think it through. Perhaps it was like like built more recently when they're like, the silence aren't coming back. It's, it's going to be fine. Let's we'll just, just make go it for this aesthetic. beautifully aesthetically pleasing <laughs> wall of <laughs> glass on this military ship yeah uh so we get kendra doing this exposition walk down the hallway with mr hoshi mm-hmm. and we find out that the system is down for a retrofit and i have no idea what that means no nah. nope don't need Hand to maybe mm-hmm. not sure 
Uh, military. There's a lot of like military and space talk in this episode that I'm like, I didn't understand that at all. And it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I get it. Something happened. Military, space, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she, so she doesn't even make it to her quarters on her first day oh, and boom. Yeah. Uh, we have a huge explosion and she kind of comes to with Kane in her face, uh, slapping, slapping her. her. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly the right tactic for post bomb. Yeah. Seems, seems legit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very, very kind. Mm. Um, and she says, soldier, get on your feet, which I think it's very important that she's just like, you are a soldier, like let mm-hmm. your training kick in. Yeah. Don't be a human right now. Yeah. I need you. Yeah. Um, Hoshi, I thought was dead also, but then we see him later. So we he see didn't him heaps die. Later. Yeah. yeah. So, so much Hoshi later. Mm. Um, he's just un- unslappable. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we also have Fisk unconscious in the CAC. So it kind of sets Kendra up with a lot of shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like Kane needs somebody right away. Yeah. Um, Kane immediately knows this is the Cylons. There's no question. Uh, we get some really beautiful shots of explosions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of budget on that. <laughs> so much budget. Um, and I did have a note that, like, it seems like this loading dock is fully in space, but there were just people running around on the deck outside, which seems prob- like a problematic visual. I mean, I don't know. Hand Sometimes hand, hand wavy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes these things are just... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they do this blind jump, like, one second before the nukes hit, which is pretty standard mm. jump time for mm. BSG. Yeah. Everyone's always jumping right before the bombs hit. Yeah. Uh, Conveniently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a flashback. So that's the whole flashback. Then we're back to Apollo's office. Um, we have sh- uh, Kendra, like, really laying into Fisk and Garner, the former. I love it so much. This is how I, this is, okay, for better or for worse, and, like, I can totally admit it might be for worse. I am totally like this about leadership, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's, like, I have so much tied in on me with, like, people's work ethic, and if I don't respect a work ethic of a person or, like, if I think that, like, they're a terrible leader, I am, like, such a fucking brat. It's probably good you're not in the military. I would never, ever be able to be in the military. (laughs) I am so bad in, like, hierarchical organizations Mm -hmm. um, because I'm just, like, just, no, just do your job. Like, do your job properly. And so when she's saying this, she's, like, I mean, I'm perfectly reasonable when the person who's leading me is worthy of that leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But these guys, not so much. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was with her in this. I'm um, 100% with her. Um, and I also, I'm going to put another coin in the Buffy swear jar. Mm-hmm. Um, just, they've been through so many commanders mm-hmm. of Pegasus. Mm-hmm. And there's this great line on Buffy talking about how magic shop owners have the life expectancy of a spinal tap drummer. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna say that applies to Pegasus commanders as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, so she kind of calls Apollo a daddy's boy, tossed him the keys to a battle s- battle star, um, and he responds by promoting her to XO, which I do like actually. Oh, I love. Yeah, because it's like he needs someone like that. But Starbucks not really gonna be the XO. So she's not disciplined enough. No, no. Um, so she gets a promotion to major. Um, they've got no shortage of those little lapel pins for no. whenever people get promoted. I think it's from the same place as the little miniature ships they make. Totally, totally. They mm. do. There's a reference in a previous episode where, uh, when they promote Adama, Rosalind mm. does it. She's like, we found this jeweler. He was really hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a great line. 
<laughs> so they found that mysterious jeweler that's hiding yeah. in the fleet. Great. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he didn't he wasn't a casualty of any of the things that have happened. They should just keep him <laughs> in a special not. like yeah, mm-hmm. bringing on an apprentice. It's I don't know. We protected. can make a whole story about the jeweler There's of Battlestar oh, Galactica. So, so much civilian backstory on yeah. BSG that I would love to get into. Uh, so then we've got um, Kendra leading this blindfolded gun assembly Why thing not? that's terrifying. And she fires this terrified kid's weapon into her own chest. Yeah. Um, and Adama and Apollo are watching this. And Adama says she's meaner than salt. Hi. I love that line. I had it flagged. I was like, yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, so Adama sends Apollo kind of on his first mission, which is to rescue this missing raptor that's full of scientists who went to do some space stuff. I don't know. They mm-hmm. needed something with high stakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we're on the rescue mission. We've got Showboat, who I can't remember if we've seen before, and Starbuck singing or talking about singing 99 Bottles of Ambrosia. I mean, I think I would remember Showboat because it's my dad's favorite musical. <laughs> <laughs> Random reference. It's a great call sign. Yeah, I think so too. Um no, don't remember. But yeah. 99 Bottles of Ambrosia. I'm a little sad we didn't get to hear the actual song. Is it like 99 Bottles of Ambrosia on the wall? It doesn't it's really a, it have the same ring to it. It doesn't flow. Mm. Uh, anyway. So then we have your favorite part is Kendra scraping blood off the table with her knife. Yes. Um, and then it cuts to Kane doing the same thing in the flashback. And it's just like, does no one ever clean that table? <laughs> <laughs> Are they trying to conserve water? (laughs) Do they have to scrape off every bit of blood that's on this ship? Yeah, I mean, they're not trying to conserve a lot of other things. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So, we've got Shaw talking to Kendra, who gives us some great exposition that we already know about how the Cylons were trying to hack the network. Mm -hmm. Kendra suggests leaving the network down permanently, which totally saves all of their asses. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, When in doubt, just cut off the world. Yeah. Well, there's no world left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Kendra apologizes for freezing up and says she's not afraid now. And Kane goes, hold on to that anger and keep it close. And it's like, project much? (laughs) Like, she just said she wasn't afraid anymore. (laughs) Not everyone is full of rage all the time. Um, but we get this montage of Kane actually going around and like comforting other humans and Except visiting the dead crew, and they have so many flags to drape over all those bodies. Yeah, um, she also has a stash in the ship. Yeah, it's of making pins and flags. Yeah, um, it makes me think about. So there was this article that went around recently. Um, it's kind of a random story, but I'm throwing it in here. Um, apparently, as an Australian citizen, because we are a Commonwealth country. Um, if you write a letter to your local government member, you are legally entitled to a portrait of the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wrote an article about it. Like he went and got, he went and got his portrait. I think there's other things as well, like Australian flags and all of this stuff. If you wow. write in, yeah, I know. Um, so I bet Donald Trump would do that if he knew about it. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, I think the the logistical size of my country versus your country is very <laughs> different. Um, no, he would find the money yeah. for everyone to have a portrait of him. <laughs> Look, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're in America now. We're going to talk American <laughs> politics. We already did. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so um, that's really funny. I, I sort of wanted to... Like, I mean, I don't have an address anymore, although I could just use the one I had back home and just write in and be like, hey, um, 
can I please have a portrait yeah. <laughs> clean? Get it, get someone to ship it to I you mean, here. I mean, it's my right as a citizen. Yeah. <laughs> I live in America, but <laughs> I want to I wanna represent my monarchy here. Anyway, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> that we're still a Commonwealth country. Um, moving on. Yeah. Uh, pins and flags. Pins and flags. Kane does a lot of gesturing with her knife. Of um, course. And Razor. Razor. She does this speech and she quotes a philosopher as saying, when faced with untenable alternatives, consider your imperative. And I love this unnamed mystery philosopher. Mm. Um, and she says their imperative is uh, war. Their goal is revenge and payback because that's the only alternative their enemies have left them. Yeah. It's pretty aggressive. It's real aggressive. It's really nice to see the difference between her approach and like Rosalind's approach. And I think that later on we kind of see Adama having this whole conversation thing about like what she did. And it's like, yeah, okay, I can see that Adama could have gone maybe not quite so far, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. I think we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so then there's this great so say we all moment with Gina Resurrection sort of awkwardly joining in <laughs> like I also say this yeah, yeah and also Kendra's voice over the top of it is just again really <laughs> jarring <laughs> for me it is weird because everyone's like shouting and she's just like so say we all yeah <laughs> but like with a really Australian <laughs> accent yes um, so say we all uh, <laughs> and so it's just yeah funny yeah anyway so we get to this beautiful dinner in Kane's quarters mm. uh they do a little exposition they're gonna take out a Cylon cum relay I think it's what's more important in the scene is Kendra got an amazing blowout her mm-hmm. hair looks fantastic yeah yeah I mean it's important in an apocalypse it is as we take a little time always learn from Alan Ty <laughs> you have to <laughs> care about fashion yeah I don't think um Kendra has as many outfits no but, yeah. who does no <laughs> No one, not literally not regular people literally who are no not in the else. apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I, my next note is just Kane and Gina. Um, yeah. And can we please state for the record, as I was um, watching on the live tweet, that I totally called this <laughs> from the second that they were in the room together. I was like, they're together. Mm-hmm. And um, I was right. And I always love it when I make correct predictions. Especially when they're about lesbians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yay to our first. Is this our first on-screen, like, gay couple? It has to be. I think yeah. so. Yeah. How exciting. Very exciting. Um, as a queer person at mm. the time that this aired, I, I watched it. And it was very exciting to mm-hmm. see some representation. My God, that's a mental image as well, network. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, mm. didn't, we didn't have a lot. 10 years ago no Mm-mm. um yeah so i also was curious like if uh michelle forbes is the actress who plays kane and if she and trisha helfer knew about this backstory when they were filming the original episodes Interesting. or if anyone had it in mind yeah um it certainly adds like i know when i was watching the beginning like all the flashbacks of the beginning the second time through and watching like her k- um the six killing kane that it was like, oh, this is like so much more weight to it now. Like <sighs> going back and like looking at that. And that la- they, I, th- I think someone must have known with the like frack you, you're not my type line that we saw. Um, oh, yeah, right before, uh, right before Gina shoots her. That's ah. that's their exchange. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Real heavy. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah. I guess someone must have known. So then we have 
dinner, we have wine, we have chairs, which are in short supply on kinship. Yeah. Um, there's so much glassware on that table. They have red wine. They have empty champagne flutes, which means the night is young. Yeah. Like Kane has plans. And also that glass somehow survived the explosion. Yeah. I, I honestly spent a long time thinking of how it must have been stored. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it was... Yeah. Packed perhaps neatly in a box or something. Yeah. With like bubble wrap. Maybe. Maybe. And like, do you think that maybe, or maybe it's not even glass. Maybe it's some kind of like space material. Maybe it's just those plastic glasses that That look like like glass glass that you can get at Target. Mm -hmm. Mm, Asking the big questions here today. Uh, so Kane makes this big point of like, I'll never risk your lives for this silly revenge mission. Um, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> Blatant lie. She's here to risk everybody's lives. Why even Why even make that statement? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gina comes in with the best defense is a good offense, mm-hmm. which is like just fully lays out mm-hmm. kind of the Cylon plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we get Gina and Kendra working on the ship systems. And Gina's like, oh, gosh, I, I really wish I had these access codes. Anyway, <laughs> Kendra, like, before. barely raises an eyebrow at her. And she's like, oh, you're totally right. You called me out. I'm totally hooking up with Kane. <laughs> you got me. Um, so good. And then she's like, yeah, anyway, these access codes. Oh, well, I just I guess we'll just never get this work done. And yep. Kendra gives it to her because you would. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, and she says they've, sh- she's oh. been hooking up with Kane for a few months and in the end we're all just Oh human. my God, I totally flagged this too. <gasps> what a line. What a line. I know, you cheeky, cheeky minx. So here's my actual big question mm-hmm. is Gina obviously was planted on this ship for a retrofit, which means she knew the system was going to be down at mm-hmm. the time of the attack. Th- they wanted the Pegasus to survive. Why? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I guess maybe they didn't consider that it would keep going so long. Like, I mean, in theory, I guess they assumed, although, okay, so what's really stupid to me is why would they send sixes onto the Pegasus if they knew that there was an undercover six on the Pegasus? Because, true, like, what I can imagine is that potentially this Gina, whatever, had, like, some kind of imperative to do something with the Pegasus. And, like, I mean... Maybe her being in the ear of Kane was like supposed to, they were supposed to go and weed out the other civilian ships and kill like the civilians and whatever, whatever. Um, but then the other six coming on board really fracked with that plan. Yeah. So, I mean, you could, ha- you Not could well head count on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Cylons aren't perfect, you know? Maybe they're not yeah. a perfect robot race no. sent to destroy humanity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they just make mistakes like all of us. Maybe in the end, we're all just human. Exactly. Yeah. So we're back to Pegasus at the present, the rescue mission. Um, Kendra is complaining that Starbuck never shuts up. Totally true. Totally true. And we I never, never want her to. Yeah. We yeah. love her. Uh, and then, oh no, there are weird raiders. Yeah. Kendra wants to engage them. Apollo says not, that's not the mission, but then he steps away for like two seconds and Kendra orders all the guns to fire. Of course. Yeah. Um, Starbucks' plan is to shoot ourselves a hole, which doesn't seem like it makes it any sense. It does seem like a really Starbucks solution, though. Mm-hmm. Just shoot at us. Shoot my guns at the guns mm-hmm. and somehow we'll get back to the ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so one of those weird raiders crash lands on top of our girl. Mm. 
And Starbuck comes out, gives everybody hell, um, and Shaw tells her that questioning orders is a bad idea on this ship. Oh, my gosh. Has she ever met Starbuck? (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, But she is sure carrying on Kane's legacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then we get another Pegasus flashback um, where Kane's mission, it's a trap. They're outnumbered four to one. They're locked out of their weapons grid. Uh, But it only makes her more determined. And basically my whole notes for this next part are just, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we heard about this scene before, but it's so so different watching it. It's so different watching it. It's so intense. Like, and then I just love that afterwards she's like, to what's-his-face, the guy, Mm -hmm. the other guy who comes on as a new guy. Yeah, Fisk. Yeah, that was really descriptive of me. You know that guy, <laughs> that guy who comes on the other new guy? The, um, the white guy who replaces the old white guy in the yeah. white guy position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he's like, she's like, do you want to, do you want to, um, do you have a problem? And he's like, um, no. And you're like, what else would you say? <laughs> yeah, she has a few of those moments after mm-hmm. this. Um, yeah, so Fisk is the new XO, he makes the order, just glossed right over that horrific shooting, mm-hmm. um, and they get boarded by the Cylons, and the only solution is for Kendra to go by herself to some place, because the Cylons are gonna vent their air. Of course. Yes. Um, so she's alone in the hallway, she sends Gina to the CIC, and then she sees the other six, mm-hmm. which just doesn't seem like she should be there at no. all. No. I completely agree. I, as I said before, I think it's it's a tactical error. Yeah, we're writing error. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Um, oh, but it's so that they can catch Gina. Like, it, it makes sense from the perspective of the writers, because they want to, like, include this drama and, like, show why Kane's even more of a bitch. But, like, at the same time, it's like, it doesn't make any sense from the Cylon perspective. None really. whatsoever. Um, but uh, <coughs> Kendra... Very bright, puts it together in like two seconds that the silence look like humans now. Yeah, I because was say, this lady looks like that lady. And um, I think that you pointed this out on the rewatch. Like, what if there were identical twins or triplets in the BSG? So universe? hard if any identical twins yeah. survived the attacks. Because they are definitely considered silence like immediately. <laughs> um, so she she shoots the six, conveniently six slumps right. Fully focused on the camera. camera. Of course. Um, And Kendra runs back to the CIC. They do this whole exposition really brief, which I think is for our benefit. Like, Mm -hmm. she's a Cylon. They look like us now. Look at the camera. Look at this woman. And Kane immediately is like, get that thing off my bridge. Like, we don't need any time to process this whole Cylons look like humans thing. No. Nope. Um, Gina's ready to shoot Kane, and Kendra knocks her out. Uh, so then we come back to the present on the Pegasus. They're inspecting this, like, wonky old raider. Um, and it's one of the only scenes we get with, like, more BSG regulars. So we have Rosalind, we have Ty, we have Sharon there ready with some amazing old Cylon lore about yeah. these guardians. Which is great. It's so great. They're So they're guarding the first hybrid, um, which was, she calls it an evolutionary dead end. But then why are they guarding it? Uh, or it's just these, like, I think they're just objects? like forgotten about. So okay. that, like no one ever told them like the mission's over. You can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not linked up with everybody else. Yeah, it's like there's um I don't remember which country it was in. I I want to say Vietnam, but it might not be Vietnam. And there were actually soldiers like that for years and years, and no one told them the war was over. And then people found them like years and years and years after the war, and they had been hiding like really really well. And just had never had it oh communicated to them 
that it was done. <laughs> they were like, it took them quite some time to like actually like believe that it was the case. Um, I don't, if anybody knows exactly what this refers to, let me know. I cannot remember. Yeah, I might do some Googling because yeah. it sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. <clears throat> um, but so Sharon leaves us with this line that's like, it's such like a Cylon campfire tale. She's like, and some believe it's still out there, seeking its <laughs> own way to evolve. And if you listen quietly, you can hear it screaming. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Super campfire tale. Yeah. And then Adama is like, wait, I can do you one better. I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. So we get this flashback to baby Adama. Oh my God. Who I have written as Edward James almost, because I think the casting <laughs> was really good. <laughs> There's something about his jawline that's, like, very believable. He does this little Adama frog voice that I I think is great. I mean, that just made my day. Edward James almost. I mean, of course, like, that had to have been done with his name before. I'm sure. I love it so much. (laughs) But I like this little baby Adama. Yeah, he's Um, beautiful. So he's on some vague mission about a Cylon super weapon. Mm -hmm. Um... And so this is where there's a lot of scenes in the extended version, mm-hmm. um, and they released seven did of these as them? I did. I told you I'm extra. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I, I haven't seen them. Tell me about them. <laughs> I okay. will. Um, so they were released on like the Sci-Fi Network in seven little like two or three minute bursts um, to get people excited for Razor. Oh, okay. Um, so it starts off with uh, baby Billy Adama Ooh. getting some yeah. with a real hot lady. What? Who, like, from the first shot looks a little like six, but definitely is not. Um, they have this great moment where they're, like, rolling around in bed and they are making fun of their commander. And we get the origin of, um, like, what do you hear? Nothing but the rain bringing the cat. Like, that whole weird mm-hmm. exchange that he usually does with Starbuck. That's something that his commander used to say. So ah. we get this, like, little backstory there. That's cute. And also we get shirtless baby Adama. Yeah, I think we do. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> I will. So they're on, I forget what shady website they're I on. Feel like I'm not going to link it one because... One of our listeners actually sent it to me. Okay. I only downloaded it yeah. today. Um, they're worth watching just for more baby Adama. Um, but so this chickie's hooking up with dies like very quickly after she goes out on a mission. Okay. She comes back and her face is like horrifically bloody. Okay. Um, and then she just dies. And this is like the birth of the Adama we know because he's like fueled by this tragedy and he has this little moment of like psyching himself up and he's like, I'm going to get those silent. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so then they're, like, flying around in space. They they lose a ship, and he gets angry again, and he goes and pursues some raiders, uh, and he's pursuing them towards, like, a planet, asteroid, something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this amazing, like, skydiving fight that he has with one of the centurions where they're like oh falling through space and shooting at each other this sounds so epic it's like, a lot I don't even know if except I for the i think the budget for this part was not as great that's fine that's actually you know even yeah. better i love it i love bad budget <laughs> special uh, effects they're so, so much fun good. yeah so this is where it gets really confusing you guys adam he crash lands very conveniently in the building mm. where these hybrid experiments are happening I actually went back and rewatched this because it was very confusing mm-hmm. about where they were then and where the current ship with the hybrid is now. So he crash lands in this building. Um, he like hears a noise and goes to check it out, and there's like 
the the pool with the goo. Yeah. And we see that in the regular episode. Yeah, yeah. And he sticks his hand in there and kind of gets these, like, visions of torture that happened in Which the room. Which makes no sense. No sense at all. Also, would you stick your gloved hand in a weird pool of Cylon goo? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But, I mean, this is just something that happens all the time on TV. <laughs> it's like... Oh, here's this thing. I'm gonna go touch it. No, don't run away. Run really, really far like away. Like a really attractive goo. Yeah. Um. So there's a little more torture in these. We see a centurion with a scalpel slicing Ugh. someone open. It's, it's really horrific. Gross. Uh, and then there's some people who are trapped in a room, and he tries to rescue them, and like can't fully open the door, and they're like. So there's a Cylon ship that's um, taking off outside and it's causing the building to shake. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the building's going to come down, run, save yourself. So he like runs outside and the building looks fine. Mm. It's perfectly, perfectly fine, mm. in great shape. And that's when we see him over the walkie and someone tells him, like, the Cylon War is over. And mm. they left and he sees the ship going up. And he's like, but there's people here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, dude, the war's over, it's fine. Yeah, I don't, it's very unclear whether they ever rescue those people. But from the initial watch, I thought he had found the same room, the same area that they mm. go to later. That's and what I it seemed like. It's like a whole, because uh, they used a lot of the same footage. It's mm. like him in the same hallway. There's the same weird arm in a tank. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, anyway. It's all very bizarre. It's all very bizarre. It doesn't make 100% of sense, but here we are. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we leave off part one, believing that this weird hybrid Cylon has maybe captured their people and is torturing them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. Should we and jump then, right into part two? Let's jump into part two. Amazing. Um, which like, I can see how it works much better as a movie than as two parts. Like it kind of ends at a weird point. And it then, does. It kind of ends in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. And then it starts again, like in the same conversation essentially, but then the the cold open to the second episode is, like, so long. It's so long I forgot that we were going to get credits. Yeah, exactly. And then the credits roll and you're like, oh, oh, okay. That didn't happen this time. Yeah. So, yeah, we come back to this um, meeting with Adama and Apollo and Roslyn. Um, Adama's been real scarred by that torture room and now he's coming along for the adventure. Yeah, yeah. He has his lines. He's like, it's not a legend, son. (laughs) Like, it's so... Full on. It's very dramatic. Yeah. 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 Um, so then we get Kendra's plan. There are no little Cylon toys on the table this time. No. Which, frankly, I'm disappointed about. Me too. Where is this guy? Has he been too busy making badges for people? <laughs> really slacking. Yeah. Uh, so Kendra delivers this, like, risky plan, and no one can fly the thing but Starbucks. Of course. Of course. Uh, and then Apollo asks her about this Scylla, and we find out ten, ten people were executed. I think we already knew that. And mm-hmm. uh, Kendra says, I was there. Like, I think that's enough to indict me. Mm-hmm. Um, and talks about carrying on Kane's legacy. Yeah, what a legacy. And then we get another flashback. So many flashbacks. So this is still ten months ago, which means it hasn't been more than like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. for the Pegasus to plan this attack on the Cylons. Um, so we come in after they have, I think they destroyed the ship, but they suffered a lot of losses. Um, we get this, this dead and injured count and ships destroyed count that just seems really high from what they said at the beginning of the episode. So I almost wonder if they're just keeping a running count of how many people have died. Yeah. Because if it says, she says 816 dead, and in the initial attack they lost like 700 or something, which would 
put them at a quarter of their fleet left or a quarter of the, the people on the ship left. Um, if any of our listeners know, let us know. I would be curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. So there's this conversation with her and Kendra where they're kind of weirdly looking ahead and then we realize they're staring in at yeah. Gina in the prison. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. She, it's like... The Kane and Six stuff is really interesting, and I wonder if, like, she's making crazier decisions because she's, like, heartbroken as she well. She 100% is. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, definitely what they're leaning into. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kendra calls her her and then changes her wording to it. Um, and then we get Thorn, who comes in, and Kane, I think, kind of creates this, like, rapey monster where mm-hmm. he's like be creative do whatever you want I degradation mean, shame fear let's not blame <laughs> it all on Kane oh no no <laughs> she well, was so sorry <laughs> you're okay <laughs> I got very passionate for a second about wanting to make sure Thorn gets all the blame Great. it's just she was kind of like we're all very sensitive right now with the camera hearing it's, it's a lot it's so hot. yeah but she was kind of like be creative and he was like so rape yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have this note that the like the computer ship voice on the Pegasus is British. Oh, I just don't understand accents in this universe. It's like, <laughs> why, why, why does Kendra have an Australian accent? Why does the Lucy Lawless Cylon have a weird accent? But they, like, there's all these random people with random accents, but they're like, no one ever speaks another language in this whole universe where no. there were twelve different planets. Yeah, everyone speaks English. Everyone, it's just like this world, it's, right? It's right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> The world according to America. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's an American show. (laughs) Um, So we find out that they found 15 civilian ships and Kane immediately, like, strip them for parts, bring the important people, leave the rest to die. Yeah. Whereas Fisk is like, oh my god, other humans, this is great. And Kane's like, kill them all. Yeah. Essentially. She's like, anybody have a problem with that? Anybody (laughs) want to get shot point blank in the head with their own weapon? No, No? No? Okay. Uh, So then we have... This, like, for real flashback to this Scylla, which I believe is named after Scylla and Charybdis, which would be um, the famous, like, Greek legend of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Nice. I don't think in this case they were stuck between helping these people and, like, taking all their stuff and leaving them to die. Nope. No. I just think that's how they took it. Um, but so Laird is the guy who ends up, uh, working later on the Pegasus. It's he, really cool to see his story, like, play out. It is, mm. yeah. Um, so, and he's well, the one who welcomes I mean, it's them. not a pleasant story, but it's... No, but he's, yeah. he's an interesting character. Yes, let's yeah. say that. It's interesting. <laughs> um, and so Kane takes this call, like, these people aren't cooperating, what do we do? And she's staring at Gina. I know. she's like, shoot their families. Yeah. <laughs> If um, I can't have love, no one can. Seriously. Uh, so we hear shots, but we don't yet see what happens or who shot. And then we're back in the present, and Kendra's going back for her kitchen stash, mm-hmm. which is right where she left it, because no one was looking for any spices in nope. that jar. Nope. Um, Starbuck comes in and gives her hell for being human after all, mm-hmm. which we have a lot of lines referencing being human, being human and humanity in mm-hmm. this episode, and... Um, uh, my next note is just good God, good gods. The tension in this room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sexual tension. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Starbucks says they're both there to take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Fan fiction. Send it our way. Oh, please. Or, you know, write it. Just There's, there's a market. <laughs> Mostly us. <laughs> uh, so, also, Starbuck comes in with this line that Apollo has also said, like, seems like you want to go back to peeling potatoes, and I just wonder how many potatoes are left after ten months of being in space. Has she seriously been peeling potatoes this whole time? Is that what we're led well, to believe? What I kind of think is that just Starbuck and Apollo have never set foot in a kitchen, and that's <laughs> the only activity they can imagine anyone doing. Probably. <laughs> it's like, I think I heard it on a film once. <laughs> um, but Starbuck says they'll both keep each other's secrets. Oh, of course they will. And then there was this, like, amazing extended scene that was cut where they just make out for 20 minutes. Oh, is that in the extended version? It's really a shame that we didn't watch that one. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Um, But Kendra has her big, like, after-school special moment where she puts the drugs back in the jar and sheds a single tear. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) Uh, And we get another Pegasus flashback where um, Kane promotes Kendra to captain after the incident on the Scylla. And tells her, like, we leave people behind so we can go on and that their only goal is revenge on the Cylons. Which is a stupid goal when humanity's about to end. It's a stupid goal when they found humanity and they were like, no, we're good. (laughs) You killed everybody else, but we're just going to do exactly what you did. Well, I mean, worse in a way. Like, at least, I don't know. I think we established later in the episode that they think that killing people outright is more humane. So they just, like, let these people to kind of die. Yeah. I mean, if killing them outright would be more humane than leaving them for the Cylons, they mm-hmm. should have just killed them mm-hmm. by their logic. Um, and she has this, Kane has this great line about, um, you're a razor or you don't survive. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh my god, do you think that's where they got the name of this from? Well, so there is a line in one of the Pegasus episodes about, like, I need good, loyal men, I need razors. Okay. So they actually did pull it from dialogue yeah. okay. from an earlier episode, which but I then think threw is it in this one But as then well. threw it in our faces quite a while mm-hmm. yeah um but just the extended scenes of like the knife on the table so much and yeah definitely a knife and not a razor but mm. it works it's pointy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says they they're razors and or else they don't survive and they don't have the luxury of becoming simply human again so we have so many lines about humanity do you think it's a theme they're going towards in this episode mm. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Uh, so there is a, actually a really important scene in the extended version here um, mm. where it's Kane's experience of the last day of the Cylon War. Okay. And she's young. She's yeah, like maybe a, a young scene? teenager. Oh, the other Cylon War. The first Cylon War. Oh, okay, cool. Not yeah. this one. So I was like, was she having sex with Jane out on that day as, as guys? Unfortunately, them? she's there just are no sex a child and everyone is dying. Oh, okay, that's very sad. <laughs> it's way less fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, her mom's dead. Her dad gets wounded and sends her with her little sister Lucy to run and get help and hide from the Cylons. And they're running and her little sister trips and she gets stuck and... She, uh, she doesn't go dead. back for her. Oh. She She's a kid, like though, in this situation. She's young, and it's a war situation. Oh, she's it's totally very, fine. She's really stressed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she goes and hides in, like, some sort of big container, and the centurion comes in, and she has her little knife, the same knife, and she threatens the centurion with it. Um, and then immediately, like, that's when the war ends. So, like, he just walks out of the container and goes away. Okay, so she learned some lessons about life. Leave she learned, people to die. Yeah. Survive. And point a little knife, knife. And yeah. they will leave you alone. Standard life lessons. Yeah. Um, but she, she comes out of this container. 
and she sees Lucy's doll, but Lucy's gone, and we see the Cylon ship taking off, so it's this sort of, like, alien abduction kind of moment. Ah, so you think that Lucy was one of the people who got abducted. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. That's okay. definitely what we're meant to believe. Okay. So, yeah, Kane's left with no family and a lot of anger and a little knife. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we come back to the rescue mission, pet present day, mm. um, and we're, we come smack in the middle of it. Oh, can I also say the music in this scene is very Firefly. Have you seen Firefly? I have. I love Firefly. Yeah, me too. I don't um, remember the music in this scene, but I would go back and look at it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really was like very Firefly-esque, if that's a sentence. It is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so I was really feeling that. Yeah. Um, so where the Pegasus is taking hits... Um, Starbuck is in this rafter with everybody carrying out this risky plan. She calls the toasters bandits this time, and I feel like she's just bored and she's trying out some new words. I mean, We've why would we? have never heard them called bandits before. I don't think so. No. Mm, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and then this plan of theirs, you know what? It makes no sense. None at all. None at all. So they damage their own rafter while they're taking fire for some reason, maybe for cover. Mm. They all attach themselves to a thing on the ship, like... You would if you were jumping out of a plane, but then they let the ship get blown up, so I don't know why they wanted to be attached to it. Um, but it was all very confusing to me. It was me. all very, like, extreme hand-wavy. Mm-hmm. Like, things happen in space, military, explosions. <laughs> and yeah. then we get talking toasters! Yes, which is very exciting. I was yes. excited. Although apparently in the original series they used to talk. Yes, and that was, I think, the line from the original series was, by your command. So oh. they, they brought that back to show some respect. Yeah. I haven't watched the original series. Me either. Okay. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's see how we feel when we wound up the podcast. And I don't know. I feel like, what would you do first? Caprica or the original series? I So I did watch Caprica, and it is not great, but I have a feeling it's better than the original <laughs> series. Oh, oh. Maybe we could we alternate episodes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've heard things. Oh, I see. <laughs> For me, it's just like the way the original Starbuck was like against Starbuck being played by a woman yeah, like so heavily. It's like always it's, put me off. It's that kind of energy, mm. and I'm not here for it. Yeah, I mean, it could be fun to do a feminist perspective podcast about okay, it. Let's get through this one <laughs> <laughs> from there. Uh, if it inspired this series, it has to be decent because mm-hmm. this is one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we've got the crew floating in space now, and Kendra's like, fire thrusters, and they're all just floating, and mm. I don't understand what they're firing. Thrusters? <laughs> Where are the thrusters? <laughs> um, but there's this, there's this guy, Hudson, who's with him, and he has this amazing line, stay frosty, kitties. Yeah. Great. It sounds like something out of Greece. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I've got the crew down. It's Kendra Starbuck. There's two white guys named Hudson and De Silva. There's Matthias, a.k.a. Gunny, who's the badass chick. Mm-hmm. And then there's a black guy with no name and no lines. Oh, of course. Yeah, because the show does race really well. This show is better with race than a lot of shows. Than some time. shows, however. Not Actually, though, there's not a whole lot of black characters. There's not a lot of representation. It's not too bad, though, comparatively. Comparatively, it could be worse, yeah. but it could be better. Yeah. 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 Um, Baby steps, I guess. <laughs> this was a few years ago. Yeah. So they make it to this Cylon ship, which looks weirdly a lot like that building that Adama was on. Mm-hmm. 
40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of notes where I was trying to figure that out, and I won't read them. Um, <laughs> so they get onto the ship. They fully take off all of their flight suits, mm-hmm. I think, just to look super cool and stealth. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. It's like the times when like they're on a ship, and all of the people who they don't, we don't care about are wearing helmets, but then the main characters don't have helmets. There's a lot like, of breathable atmosphere in yeah. this universe, <laughs> Um, but they do look a, look like a cool SWAT team, and I don't mind it. Mm. Um, they manage to rescue a couple of people, I think, a couple of the scientists. Um, and then De Silva gets shot, and Kendra puts a bullet at him. Yeah. And I love somehow the Centurions, like, they manage to look annoyed. Yeah. I'm like, you killed our toy. Yeah, it's actually pretty impressive for <laughs> Cylon robot thingies. That have no facial Bandits. expressions. Bandits. Um, and they shoot Kendra. <coughs> Sorry, I do still have the flu. I'm just yeah. going to die over here a little bit. You're doing really well. I kind Thank of forgot. You. Yeah, it's a pseudoephrogen's a hell of a drug, guys. Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, they do shoot Kendra. And I feel like this is the point where things got very predictable for me. A little bit. Yeah. Well, there's this perfect storyline of, like, we have a nuke, but the remote detonator's and not I, working. Yeah, and I feel like that's happened before on this show as well. Also with a character with just, isn't that what kind of happened with Fisk? Like, it was, like, not quite the same, but kind of where it was like, oh, the only way I can save the whole ship is if I go through this thing and die. <laughs> it was and not like, Fisk, no. it was the other guy, but yes. This yes. is a very similar plot Yeah, point. yeah, and it's like, oh, 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 we didn't care about this person before this started. Mm-hmm. Although I would say... I think I care a lot more about Kendra than I cared about any of the other characters they bought in for a single thing and then just, like, Well, for sure. Them. They also yeah. spend a lot more time With humanizing Kendra, Kendra yeah. and making her at least a character that you want to watch on the screen, which they don't really do for Slash the Slash have guys. a lesbian relationship with Starbuck, both yeah. of those things. Yeah. It was totally oh, in the script. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so Matthias, my girl, is working on that nuke and the detonator's fried. Um, Apollo loses communication with them, and he is ready to nuke the whole thing after, like, it's like 20 seconds. I know. It just doesn't, it's, okay, so here's my thing. So, okay, it's not believable. No. So the only reason I can think of are these. Either they really wanted this Adama-Apollo conversation to happen, where, like, Adama's like, (laughs) also I love that Adama's like, oh, I'm not here to, like, make your decisions (laughs) for you, but I'm just here to, like, stand over your shoulder. But then I wondered if, like, Maybe it's, like, this evolution of Apollo's character that, like, he's moving, he's the commander of, or whatever he is of Pegasus now. Yeah. And so now it's, like, he's, like, maybe we need to sacrifice the few for the many, even though, like, in season one they wasted, like, half of their energy reserves trying to save Starbuck. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought, and I don't think this sits completely right in the canon, but remember when Starbuck shot Apollo at, like, the end of season two? Did you? Um, so now they're kind of even, because, like, Starbuck shot Apollo, but then also Apollo was, like, ready to throw her under the bus. And then he's going to do it again in five minutes. like, 20 seconds. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, Adama really is, like, I'm not going to make any decisions for you except for when you're about to kill Starbuck. Yeah. I'm going to shut you down. Yeah, because, like, I love him more than I love you. what is this weird... What threat really is this weird ship posing? Like None. Like, they won't even... That's that's what really throws me. (laughs) This this movie like show whatever this this is a weird it's weird it's it's weird it doesn't make sense it's not perfect but you know it's got some great characters it's got some great characters got some great girl power oh a lot of great girl power I also really like this like color that they add to a lot of relationships and stuff but yeah it's um some of it's weird yeah. 
so yeah, now we have this manual trigger rigged, which means someone has to stay behind uh, to blow the nuke, and suddenly both Adamas are ready to sacrifice Starbuck. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know if it's military protocol to sacrifice someone who's a little more higher up. It seems like Starbuck outranks some of the other people who are there. Yeah, I mean, Kendra. who's this other person? We've not heard of her before. Get that, get her to blow it up. I mean, I'm, I'm really here for Matthias. I yeah. think she's... I, I like her too. She's, she's great. great. We um, get, there's another white guy who's fine. Yeah, I mean, sacrifice the white guy. Please. What about the guy with no name? I mean, it happens in every other TV show. Right. Um, no, but it's, I get it. It's for the drama. It's fine. For the drama. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's about to leave the ship. They're putting on their putting their suits back on because they took them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kendra threatens Starbuck at gunpoint. She's like, "I love you, and our love is so deep. Mm-hmm. I can't live I can't. in a world without you in it." And then she gives her her knife. Is it the mm-hmm. knife? Just like so, Starbuck giving Anders her like necklace. Totally. And what's first, Starbuck? Is there more romantic gift to give than a knife? No, no. I don't think so. I'm uh, waiting for this flashback scenes of her and her and Kendra making out while she's like flicking the knife, <laughs> scraping blood well, off tables. Well, that's where it's the footage of scraping the skin at the beginning. Yeah, it's not someone doing it to themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, a kinky. All right. Um, so we've got this pruny man hybrid who calls in Kendra, says he's been waiting for her. He calls her Major, so he's, like, up on current events. He Mm -hmm. knows about her recent promotion. It's weird how this guy knows shit. It's weird, like, what he knows and what he doesn't. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, you wish to be forgiven, my child, and it's very kind of Catholic. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, And we finally get this flashback to the Scylla where we see that it was Kendra who shot first, Mm. and she shot the woman in front of her two sons. Yeah. It's Um, a lot. It's a lot. And then it looks like that's the only person she shot and the rest of the soldiers took out the other Yeah, because there were a lot of dead people. There were a lot of dead people. Fisk doesn't shoot anybody from what I could tell. Um, But yeah, Kendra's been sitting with that guilt. Mm. Uh, So she gets this warning about Which is really peaceful. Yeah, so here's my thing is if this is an all-knowing dude in a tank, mm. wouldn't he know that that transmission's going to cut out before Kendra can relay the information? Mm-hmm. Like, And then, so she calls up. She's like, hey, Apollo, i got to tell you this thing about Starbuck. And then it cuts out. It's like, what the fuck does he think mm-hmm. she was going to say? Mm. What does he... Th- t- yeah, but also what a weird prediction, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, it is curious. Yeah. Um, so then Kendra takes out this weird ship that's caused all this trouble. Uh, and then we're back to, um, I forget where we are actually, maybe Adama's quarters. Uh, Mm. and he says, it's hard to find fault tactically with anything that Kane or Kendra did. Mm. I have a hard time believing Adama would be able to justify their actions like that. I feel like, I don't know, it's like also that thing of like when people die and trying to be kind and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's, he's, um, he's not, like, he's sentimental, but only about the people he cares about. Yeah. I don't know. I think that maybe there's a part of him that can see how that could play out. I truly believe that Adama could have gone down that path for sure. But it is hard to consider him, like, when he has lived the life that he has lived now. Yeah. Justifying her behavior. Yeah. It's interesting. And, like, she did have people in her face telling her... Mm-hmm. Don't do this. And mm. she shot them. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, anyway. actually. Because he had Rosalind and he did not shoot her. Although he did look her away. 
True. Mm. And he did have his son, which is different than, like, some random guy that works for you. Yeah, the person that she loved. Mm-hmm. A traitor, indeed. <laughs> Uh, so Adama doesn't believe in the gods, but knows that Cain will be judged by history, and mm-hmm. that start, starts with them, um, same with Kendra, and they're going to start it by writing Kendra that commendation yeah. that was requested by Starbuck, which just, like, for Scylla survivors must suck. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. History, hey? It's yeah. always interesting to see how history plays out for certain people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she did redeem herself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel like Kendra redeemed herself. Uh, I don't think Kane ever no, did. No, Kane, I don't think No, Kane I don't think Kane ever cared. <laughs> but I think that Kendra definitely, she redeemed herself for sure. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think that she was also, in a Also, Kendra, Kendra didn't make that order. Kane made yeah, that order. And she, she just was followed, followed it. Out. Which, like, also people following orders, not always great. But, yeah, she anyway. obviously felt a lot of, you know, guilt. It's complicated. Yeah. Anyway... So our final scene is Starbuck flipping her little knife in the hallway, which I wish would track through season three, but it won't because they filmed this after season three. I just want (laughs) Starbuck to have that knife all the time. Um, Um, She's asked to be reassigned to Galactica because Apollo literally keeps trying to kill her. Yeah. That's fair. she has a destiny. Yeah. To destroy the human race, apparently. (laughs) Um, Put a pin in that. that Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, Great. And that's it. That's it. We did it. We did it. Um, so as our double episodes tend to go a little over time, um, <laughs> we'll try and keep it heavy. Uh, sorry, not heavy. And also because um, I don't know how long these drugs will last. Um, we'll try and keep it light on the themes. I, well, I do have a frack count and a silent oh, count for you because I've been listening to the podcast. Yes. What are they? Um, so fracks in part one, we have seven. Yeah. We have one from Kane, two from Kendra, and four right in a row from Starbuck. Yeah. Um, and part two. seven or eight? You say one, three, and four? One, two, and four. Oh, one, two, and four. Great. And then part two, we have four. One from Kendra, two from Starbuck, and one for my girl Matthias, a.k.a. Gunny. Yes. Cylon count. I Too mean, many. it's tricky because there are centurions and guardians and stuff, but part one, we have Gina, we have the other random six who gets shot, we have Sharon, um, we have the hybrid's arm and, like, a voice, <laughs> and we have assorted toasters. Yeah. Part two, we have Gina, we have the... Wrinkly Man Hybrid, and mm-hmm. we have some Guardians. Wrinkly Man Hybrid. Official name, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I also did a Buffy Swedge account. We, we have two. Okay. I'm going to do one of those for every long, episode. For, for a I double so episode? Too. We have been very restrained. <laughs> it I was know. a third time when I pulled back. Okay, that's good. And I mentioned Firefly, but I don't think it counts. Yeah. I mean, Is there a Weedinverse jar? I don't think we need mm-hmm. one. I mean, maybe. We'll see. I think most of my references will stick to Buffy. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so really thematically, I mean, it's really like the one for the many, or in this case, the many for the few. Indeed. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I've always been a one for the many person. But in this case, I don't think it's justified. It's not really a one for the many situation. It's like it's a many not. for the few situation, it's or a like many, a for, many revenge. for revenge. Exactly. Yeah, which is just not not okay in my book. Kane's just got a real one track mind for getting revenge on her lover. Yeah, pretty much. Who is the Cylon? Yeah, and she will sacrifice the rest of the human race to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess like it's what's rough. acceptable, like in terms of torture and whatnot. I mean, I think there's probably been parallels in the world of situations like what happened with Kane and Six 
um, Gina, I feel like something like that has probably happened in the past where there's been like a lover's relationship, where there's been... Yeah, well, know. there's, I mean, they love Greek references on this show. There's <laughs> Helen of Troy, yeah. who launched a thousand ships. Oh, good. I'm so glad you know Greek references, because I, I know them don't. vaguely. I have been watching a lot of Xena. Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Which that's is right. super authentic. That's super authentic Greek history. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, Xena is on my list of things to watch. I should get onto that. It's, um, you just watch it for... Lucy. <laughs> Just like lots of things. Um, cool. Well, I think that um, we should wrap it up there before I fall asleep. That sounds good. Um, thank you very much to everybody for listening. We are going to aim to put these out every fortnight. Um, I'm sorry if the sound quality isn't as good. I, As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we have new equipment and um, new producer i.e. me and <laughs> new co-host learning how to talk into a microphone <laughs> so i'm sorry if the quality is not quite where it was at but we're doing our best um always welcome feedback and yeah look forward to seeing you next time bye thanks bye <laughs>